we have to keep in mind that God has not abandoned his people. He, he, he will not abandon us whom he foreknew from the foundation of the world. So we, you see that through and throughout the Bible that God has a people for himself and he has saved. And, and when you read all the wonderful promises in the Bible that he has given to us, he will never leave or forsake us. He's with us. So we have nothing to be worried about. At the end of the day, we will be with Christ. We will be with him forevermore. Whether we are here when he comes or whether he has taken us in death. It's a guaranteed truth from the Bible that we will be with him. So the true believers, we have nothing to fear, nothing to be concerned about. Because how much can we know without God not opening our eyes to it? Nothing. Truth. We can't know any truth from the Bible. God has to give us truth. We have to wait upon Jehovah. And in his time, in his time, he will give us truth. So we continue to search the scriptures as the Bereans did of old and pray. And pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. And God will, I believe, would honor that. So we, we wait upon him in this time. And how much time any one of us have to live in this world? Today could be the last day for any one of us. The only thing we're guaranteed is our next breath, isn't it? Uh, I, 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 work, uh, going, I work with a gentleman uh, last week. See how life is. Said goodnight to him. Uh, you know, as, as, as normal. His name is Bob, ironically. <laughs> I said, you know, goodnight, Bob. See, see you. Next day, I went back to work. I saw red eyes. I wonder what's going on. He passed away in his sleep. So not one of us is guaranteed another day. So we wait upon Jehovah. Because whether we awake or sleep, we are his. We are his purchased possession. So it's a guarantee that nothing will separate us from the love of God. And we have that hope. Yeah, we live in this life and we have to... Uh, how man, man's rebellion and so forth, and many of us are in difficult circumstances. And we go, oh, who doesn't want the true believers? We want the Lord to return. Of course we do. It's no rather greater blessing than to be with Christ. We want to be with Him. But we have to wait. And whether we wait for a few more years or however long it might be, we have eternity in front of us, isn't it? True believers will spend eternity with Christ and this world will never come into our memory anymore. It's forgotten. So our life in this world is but for a moment. So that's a moment. Fleeting, fleeting moment. But we continue to wait upon Jehovah and God has not forsaken us. He has not abandoned us. Some may feel that way, but he, he has not. Well, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 49, verse 13. Book of Isaiah, God says in verse 13, Isaiah 49, verse 13. 13, it says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for Jehovah has comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion saith, Jehovah hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Which, you know, God has, he can't forget us. You see, and he goes on in verse 15, Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. 
Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. So, see, these verses are of encouragement for us who are waiting upon the Lord and thought that we wouldn't be here at this point. But here, God cannot forget us. God is working out his, his, his plan according to his will. And we patiently wait upon Jehovah. There's no need to get, you know, <laughs> get excited here. But we simply wait upon Jehovah. We wait. In another passage, turn over to Psalm 77. Psalm 77, verse 7 to 13. There we read, Will Jehovah cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Does his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of Jehovah. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy goodness. And God goes on. See, God has not cast us off forever. He has not forgotten his people. He can't forget us. Will he not fulfill his promise to us that he said he would come again and receive us unto himself, that where he is there will be also? Of course he will. Absolutely guaranteed that he will do what he says. We, can we misunderstand something in the Bible? Of course we can. Of course we can. We're not the first to do so. If you read in the Bible of some of the prophets, they misunderstood the timing of certain things. See, so we have to wait upon God and search the scriptures and wait upon him to give us more information when he is ready to give it to us. But in the meantime, we, we wait, we endure. Because, as I said earlier, this our time in this life is very brief. Very brief. You could be whatever age it might be. Our life is, is short. Older I get, I realize how short, <laughs> how, how short time is. It's very brief. What does the Bible say? Is, uh, three score years and ten? Seventy? Not too far away from that. <laughs> and by reason of strength, eighty years? Eighty years. To us, it's a, you know, it's a long time. But it's really not. It's really not a long time. It's very brief compared to eternity. It's very, very brief. Look at the Old Testament of old, the, old, the prophets of old who lived to be hundreds of years. Hundreds. You know, hundreds of years. Look at, and God says, Enoch walked with God 365 years and he was not. 365 years. And God took him. How many of us here will live to be 100? We don't know. This is, look at the time difference. So we humbly wait upon Jehovah. There's, you know, and search the scriptures. Pray for wisdom and, and we study. We study. We search the scriptures. Don't worry about the, what the world says. Aha, aha, you were wrong again. And this and the other and this and no. Search the scriptures. And we wait upon God. We can't tell you something we don't know. We have to continue to search the scriptures 
as God has commanded us to do. Uh, turn to another passage over in Romans. Romans chapter 11. These are scripture where we should get our encouragement and comfort from God's word of the Bible. Well, Lord, if you want me to continue on for a while longer, may your perfect will be done. And we leave it in God's hands. And we continue to search the scriptures. In Romans 11, verses 1 to 5, here he tells us, I say then, hath God cast away his people? Of course not. Yeah, many were disappointed that day. But we go back to the Bible. Where else are we going to go? Remember when the disciples say to Christ, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And that's where we go back to. We go back to the Bible and go over the information and search the scriptures and pray, oh Lord, could it be that you will can open our eyes to more information? Obviously, he has more to teach us. And he goes on, I say then, verse 1, Have God cast away his people? God forbid for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. I know it's a deeper spiritual meaning here also, but he has not cast us away. He has not abandoned us and leave us out there somewhere on our own. He can't do it. It's impossible for God to, to cast away his people. Remember now, he, if you're truly a child of God, he has paid for your sin. All your sins are forgiven. He has given you eternal life. And he says in Ephesians that we, we reign with him when we become saved. Everything is going right for the true believers, whether we are in, some of us in some of the most difficult circumstances. It could be physically, health-wise, it could be financially, it could be in a difficult family circumstances. No matter what the, the or situation we are in, if God has given you eternal life, we have everything going our way, really. Everything is going right for the true believers because remember, no, he directs our steps. He directs the path of the true believers. He guides our path and he guides it to the grave. He's in total control of what we can learn from the Bible. He's in control of everything. The very hair on our head are numbered. He knows everything. And who, who, who better to be in control? We, we can't trust our own wisdom. We only trust God's word, the Bible. And look at, um, turn over to Hebrews. In Hebrews 13. It's a very familiar passage that we've, we've read here. In Hebrews chapter 13. Let's start at verse 4. In verse 4 he says, in Hebrews chapter 13, Marriage is honorable in all. And bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God, this is a wonderful promise of God. He promised us that he will never leave us or forsake us. Never. And that's for the true believers. And we should take great, great encouragement from, from God's word, the Bible, because all of God's promises are faithful and true. His, his whole Bible is faithful and true. So when he says that he will never leave us or forsake us, and, you know, and here we are and say, oh, I have to go back to the situation. Well, you can't rely on your own strength. We can't never do that. 
you know, we go back to our situation with our eyes steadfastly on Christ, not on our circumstances. God, God is in control and he'll, you know, guide our path. And we continue to serve him no matter what. No matter what, we will, the true believers will serve Christ. No matter what situation in life we might be, uh, remember, no, remember when we become saved, God, Holy Spirit indwells us. God himself indwells us. And we're going to serve him. No matter what our, our situation or condition might be. Go back over to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 31. I'm going to read the first eight verses in Deuteronomy. God says, And Moses went to speak these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also Jehovah hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over the Jordan. And Jehovah thy God, he will go before thee, and he will destroy these nations before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua shall go over before thee, as Jehovah had said. And Jehovah shall do unto them as he did in Sihon, to Sihon, and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. Jehovah shall give them up before your face, that ye may do, do unto them according to all the commandments uh, which I have commanded uh, commanded you. It goes on. We're reading up to verse 8 and verse 6. And here God, now he's going to encourage Joshua. To, to, to God is encouraging Joshua now to lead the people over into across the Jordan. And it goes on in verse 5. And Jehovah shall give them up before your face uh, that that ye may do unto them according all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and, and, and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For Jehovah thy God, he is that goeth, doeth, doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Here God is, is speaking to, he's going to use Joshua now to, to bring him over to Jordan. And here he's encouraging Joshua to be strong. And so we are in this world. We're not stronger for ourselves, but it says, be strong and be of good courage. Fear not. No, in other words, don't worry about the world, what the world says or your family might say and poke fun at you and all these things. Fear not. Be not afraid of them. For Jehovah that God, he is it that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. You almost see the, the responsibility now that is laid upon the shoulders of Joshua to lead these rebellious people into the promised land. And here God, as he encourages us also, don't fear what man can, or is saying or his words or his laughter or whatever it might be. Or, and it's, it's in this world of seven billion. Yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're just laughing and teasing and you see people comments on the, and so forth and through the mail and all these things these things shouldn't move us shouldn't phase us you know we could take a take a page out of paul the apostle as he go through all these sorts of troubles and tri tribulations as he brought the gospel and what, what did he say at the end of the day yet none of these things move him you know we're we're we're, we're he was focused in on god's word and so should we be don't don't fear the faces of men or what they say. It should be water off a duck's back. You know, one thing we learned from Mr. Camping over the years as he did open forum 
and somebody would call him up as you hear and say something uh, real nasty to him, is as if he doesn't hear it. He's like, he just rolls off his back. Next caller, please. <laughs> Next caller, please. And so should we be, you know. Yes, we're going to be reviled. And we should rejoice in that, really, if you've been, re- been reviled for Christ's sake, not for evil that we've done on our part. But if we're being reviled for Christ's sake, happy are we. We should rejoice. We should rejoice if that has happened to any one of us. And, and, um, in Psalm 48, uh, here God tells us, there's so many verses that we could look at, and we should, uh, we should take great encouragement from, 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 from these, these verses, and try to encourage everyone to keep our eyes on Jehovah. You know, we shouldn't take our eyes off Christ at all. We wait upon Him. In Psalm 48, verse 14, it says, For this God is our God forever and ever. The God that we serve, he will be our guide even unto death. What a security. And we have the wonderful promise in Romans 8, where God says nothing will separate us from the love of God. Neither death nor life or anything in this world. Uh, let me, let me, let me read it in Romans 8, verse 35. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's a question God asks. Who can separate us from the love of God? And he goes and tells us, Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? For it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, and you know, death is the enemy of man, physical death. You ever hear unsaved men, oh, I, don't want, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, because he has no hope. He has no hope, but for the child of God, at physical death, what happens? We leave our bodies and we go home to be with Christ. It's a win-win situation for the true believers. Whether we're here physically when he returns, or whether he has taken us in death before he returns, we can't lose. You see, this nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. What a guarantee, huh? Nothing, nothing will separate us from him. We're his. He purchased us. He, he, he owns us. And what a guarantee that he has given to the child of God. And Nothing could ever top that. Nothing, nothing can ever top the, the, the blessing that God has given to his elect, salvation. There is no greater blessing than that. Nothing, none whatsoever. God's word is true. All of it is absolute truth. The Bible is absolutely the word of God. But in the meantime, God tells us to wait. To wait upon him. Patience. You never, when you read the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit there is long-suffering. We suffer long. It's patience. Patience. And by nature, no, we're not patient. We want that instant pudding, you know. Uh, we have microwaves now. Just put the, your meal in there. It's already cooked for you at the supermarket. Bring it home, put it in the microwave. In a few minutes, you have a meal in front of you. But God doesn't work that way. 
patience, patience, patience. Wait upon him. And uh, uh, let's look at, go back over to Hebrews chapter 6. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Here we read. In verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 6. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which he have showed toward his name. Notice towards his name. Towards his name. In that he have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful but but followers of of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. And it says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself when God goes on. Patience. We wait upon Jehovah. Patience. We suffer long. We wait upon him. Let's look at another verse that leads into this one. In Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. It says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil it's, it's the Lord Jesus who keeps us he keeps us safe spiritually and we have confidence and the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. You know, God's people are always waiting upon God. Patience. God is patient. You, when you start to think that he's been put, he's been putting up with man's rebellion against him for over 13,000 years. Wow. Talk about patience. And when you start to think of the wickedness of man, it's, we, our little minds can't even begin to comprehend it. And it's progressively gotten worse, 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 and worse. And, and God yet, he's been patient. He's been patient. Guys, he's working all this stuff out. He's, he's his plan. And we can't wait upon the Lord for a few years. We can't wait upon him for him to work out completely what he's doing. So we wait. We have to wait a few years longer. So be it. We should do it joyfully. Not, oh boy, we got to be here. You know, no, yeah, no, we shouldn't be that way. We go back to the Bible with prayer and search the scriptures. And search and pray that God will give us more information. So we, we wait for the patient waiting for Christ. And also turn over to the book of James. In James chapter 5 verse 7. 7 to 11. The book of James chapter 5 verse 7 says, 
Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Ye have condemned and killed the just and doth not resist you. He says, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious seed of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. In verse 8, be ye also patient. He's, he's telling us to be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord drive nigh. You know, that last day has to come. The thing is when. That, this world has to end because God has declared it. There's no question this world will end. And I firmly believe we're very close to it. We're very close to that last day when the Lord Jesus will appear in the clouds of heaven. And we, we should have, we should suffer long for it. We wait upon Jehovah. And that God will bring about what he says he will do. Look at, turn back over to Psalm 37. Very beautiful chapter in Psalm 37. In Psalm 37, I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but Let's start out in verse 1. It says, Fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. See, God tells us about the wicked. In Proverbs, God tells us that the triumphing of the wicked is short. Very short. And it says, Trust in Jehovah and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in Jehovah, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto Jehovah. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He will bring all his promises to pass. Whatever he has said within the pages of the Bible, God will do it. It's absolutely guaranteed that God will do what, what he says. So, there is no need for us to, they say, be bent out of shape. Here's another day go by, nothing happened. Oh, I give up. We should never have that attitude. A true believer won't have that attitude and be so mad and walk away. We should never be that way. You know, we should, yeah, the true believers want to be with Christ, of course. But in the meantime, we, we wait. And in, and in verse 7, Psalm 37, rest in Jehovah and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any way to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. They, they, they're cut off. They were cut off May 21 when the door to heaven was closed. And they, and then they, in the last day, then they, they'd be destroyed. And it says, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon Jehovah, they shall inherit the earth. The new heaven and the new earth is the true believer's inheritance. And it goes on in verse 10. For yet a little while, a little while, the Bible says, and the wicked shall not be, yea, thou shall diligently consider his place, and he shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, the true believers. 
and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him when he seeth that his day is coming. And we're going to go down to verse 18. Jehovah knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of Jehovah shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into the smoke, they shall consume away. And verse uh, 22, For such be as blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. Verse 23, The, eye, the steps of a good man are ordered by Jehovah. He delighteth in his way. And uh, go down to verse um, 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and, uh, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. And verse 28. For Jehovah loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. And who are the saints? All the true believers, which he cannot forsake. We are preserved in Christ forevermore. Forevermore. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. See how God is reassuring us over and over again for the, for the child of God. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart and none of his steps shall slide. Verse 34. Wait on Jehovah and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. They see how this God is going on and on to tell us, encouraging the heart of his people to wait upon God. Now, you know, it doesn't black out what the world says. Their comments and their crude remarks should have no effect on the true child of God, none whatsoever. We don't have to respond. You know, we take it patiently. That's what we do when, when these things happen. We take it patiently. You know, instant, you can't argue someone into truth. You can't make somebody believe something. You can't let them see these things. So you take it patiently. You don't have to revile back or try, try to defend yourself. You, you know, you, you, you try to be kind and patient and loving with our families and friends and coworkers, but you don't have to react. We take these things patiently because, you know, our blessing of salvation and the promises that God has given to us he will bring it to pass. There's absolutely no question that God will do what he says. Um, let's look at a, a, a couple more verses. Uh, in Psalm 25, let's stay in Psalm 25, verse 1. Psalm 25, verse 1. We start uh, reading on Psalm 25, verse 1. Unto thee, O Jehovah, do I lift up my soul. O my, o, o my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Which true believers won't be ashamed, but the unsaved will. 
Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Jehovah. Teach me thy paths. And this is the attitude of the child of God. Asking God to teach us from his word truth. Because we know we can't come to truth on our own. If God doesn't give us truth of a, of a, of a word or a verse or a chapter, we can't see it. God has to give us understanding of, of, of the time in which we're living in. God has to lead us to it. In his time, we could humbly pray and beseech God that he will give us more information from the Bible. It has to come from God's word, the Bible. And we have to wait up on God to do so. Remember, he, you know, we can't twist his arm to, Lord, you know, God knows exactly what he's doing. The, the, the problem is we don't. And we have to go to him, humbly beseeching him for truth. So this is the attitude of, of the true believers in verse 4. Show me thy ways, O Jehovah. Teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth. See? Lead me in thy truth. And teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. And thee do I wait all the day. And this should be our attitude. We wait upon him all the day. Oh, Lord, teach me. We come very humbly before God, before his word. And we don't come there with our own ideas or opinions. We could come, you know, you know, with what we have learned in the Bible, but not our own personal ideas. And in verse 9, it says, of, of, Matt, of Psalm 20, 25, verse 9, The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way, which are the true believers. All the paths of Jehovah are mercy and truth, and such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, so we come across the sea, and we're, you know, he, for his name's sake, we read that earlier. O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. And it, and it goes on to read down to verse 14. Uh, verse 12, for what man is he that feareth Jehovah? Him will he teach the way that he should choose, shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of Jehovah is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Absolute promises of God. God will show us truth from the Bible, his, his elect. You know, he will in his time. We just humbly study, study, and search and pray for wisdom and Follow the rules. Compare spiritual things with spiritual. Uh, another w wonderful psalm, the whole Bible is, but Psalm 119, you go to Psalm 119, and the true believers are asking God to teach us throughout the whole chapter. Psalm 119, verse 17, says this, Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. And this is our prayer too. In verse 18. Open thou mine eyes. That I may behold wondrous things. Out of thy law. God has to open our eyes. And he has opened our eyes. To great many tr truths of his word already. And in verse 19. I am a stranger in the earth. All gods elect are strangers in the earth. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. And God goes on. 
So that's how we come to God in, in, in this day, asking God, beseeching Him, if it be His will, that He will open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of His law. And may He correct us. And, you know, all this fits what we're learning. Everything fits. But we have to learn, wait upon God for Him to give us more information from the book as we, as we, as we study. Uh, look at, um, Hebrews 10. In Hebrews 10. I think it's Hebrews 10 verse um, 35-39. Many of us are familiar with these verses. Cast not away therefore your confidence. And so many have already. They say they had confidence in Christ. But when we're tested, it's all gone. Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, we see that we see that again. A little while, you know, a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. It's not as if God is tarrying that He's put off the end of the world. No. That day has been appointed by God. It is set. The problem is our understanding. God has to give us understanding of all how all this fits together. And it says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God... Oh, I read that already. Verse 37. And verse 37 says, For yet a little while, and he that come will come and not, will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. God's people will not draw back, are throw in the towel and go back into the churches and go back spiritually into Egypt again, where there is no salvation, gone back into bondage. And that was one of Israel's problem, you know, when God led them out of Egypt. Their heart never left Egypt. They always want to go back. When God tested them, you know, and tested them a little bit, always want to go back. Always want to go back into Egypt. God's elect will not do so. We will prayerfully, patiently wait. And then we're waiting, we're studying. And that strong desire is there to be with Christ. It's no question. We're the true believers. We want to be with Christ. But God says, not yet. You remember um, the man that was in the tombs? I spoke about this a few Sundays ago. God saved him, and what did he want to do right away? He wanted us to be with Christ. Right away. And God saved these people, we want to be with Christ. But no, during the church age, God had work for us to do. And God commanded him to go back into the world to share the gospel with his families and friends and so forth. And, 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 uh, when the time, when his work was done, God took him in death. And so do we. We want to be with Christ, but not yet. We thought we understood a whole lot of things, but not yet. The end of the last day has not come as yet. So what do we do? We return to the Bible. I encourage everybody to go back to the Bible and search it out and study and wait upon God and in his time. 
and be his, his will, God will give us more information. Look how much he has given us already leading up to this point. And God, he will soon leave us there like that. Leave, lead us down a blind alley and we're out there. Don't know what to do, but we wait upon the Lord and God will do what he, God will give us more truth from the Bible. So wait upon him. And let's stop here and take another break and the second study. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that thy word is truth. Lord, we have no one else to go to but to thee. Oh, Lord, we ask as we study your word and we search these things out, could it be your will, Lord, that you will give us more information from the Bible as we study? Oh, Lord, we we ask that you will, you will just comfort us, oh, Lord, from your word, because it is the comfort of thy people, thy word, the Bible. Lord, we can't go to, to man Man doesn't have the truth, but your word is truth. And I pray, O oh Lord, for each one of us here. Pray for our families and pray for those who are listening. Oh Lord, we, we ask that your perfect will be done in all things. And we're looking forward to that last day, O oh Lord, when you return. And we should never stop searching the Bible for, on these issues. Where we are in time, the timeline and all these things. Oh Lord, help us. We ask for your help. Oh Lord, we pray for the next study, pray for the question and answers to follow, and we pray, oh Lord, for all of us, and pray for that you will give us traveling mercies to come here, and we ask for traveling mercies to go home. Could it be your will, oh Lord, that you will have us to find someplace else to, to fellowship, oh Lord? We ask that you will work these things out and lead us to the place that you want us to, to fellowship at. Lord, we ask that you would watch over us each day and Continue, Lord, to teach us from your word, because thy word is truth. Oh, Lord, we can't thank you enough for your word. We ask that you be with us the remainder of this day. In Jesus' name, amen.